You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keene-Jones. Our show is edited and produced by Brother Chris. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Four All Nerd Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Halal Jordan, Lightwork Yagami, Blark Bent, Buzz Outshia, Method Man Splaining. Keep that same energon when you see me here in the spaceship. It's the Captain El Capitan. I think I did that right. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Lambo Calrissian, J Prince of All Saiyans, Father Stretch My Bands, and Baptin the Maribah. There you go. You know, I, I bless you with Baptin the Maribah, so I had to come with Blart Bent. But see, the only um, problem. You know, AKA, I mean, I know it's not as good, you know. No, no, no. It would have worked, but Kent is both with a K. And but it's still the sound. Yeah. See, that's all. I, okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I feel you, though. Go. I feel you, though. <laughs> it is. But would they, you think, would a crip call him Blark Kent? Because of the sound? Nah. nah. Yeah, nah. See? See? I mean, right I, there. Nah. I mean, what's his face? Thug Yoda from Insecure would never, so. Yeah. Never. Never. And that's another thing. Do, do, do Crips say C? Because, no, I mean, that, that's <laughs> that's taking it too far. Um, <laughs> but yes, this is the For All Nerd Show, the voice of the Urban Geek. Like I said before, welcome to everyone out there listening. You know, I think we took a short break. I can never remember. You know, we're always doing something because we're never on break in actuality. But yeah, it's been a Thanks. minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, you know, welcome back. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. It is a hot ass summer. It is hot girl summer still, but it's a hot ass summer now. Yes. In the city. Facts. Crazy. Yes. Facts. Yes. And uh, oh, I saw something about the stallion talking about it's going to be a nerd girl fall. Yes. Or something. That like, that's hot nerd fall. Hot nerd fall. That is interesting. Like <laughs> why? It's just interesting. I feel like we're being encroached upon almost. <laughs> like it's like wow. Well, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't call it encroach as much as Megan has always been part of the mm, culture. I mean, she, yes. she's been a huge anime fan since the beginning, so mm-hmm. she's yep. already part of it. She's already Facts. part of the fan fan, man. A beautiful, I love it. I mean, you know, it's but it's just like just like we've been doing this for a minute, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. and we've seen the culture change mm-hmm. over time. 
And I have to say that's part of the four all nerd circle of trust yet again. You know, like the whole world is in on the circle of trust at this point. <laughs> because it's like the whole world has just been clued into the things that we've been talking about since the beginning. I mean, it's nice to be recognized, I guess. You know, that's why we have patreon.com slash for all nerds. And <laughs> I think I just got to say this, man. You know, we've been really appreciative of everyone who has been, you know, part of the fan fam over at Patreon. And I understand that not everyone can afford or, you know, has the, I don't want to say afford because everybody can afford, but you know, not necessarily, not necessarily. This is true. And it's your hard earned dollars. That's the other thing that you choose to put with us. And, you know, thank you to everyone who has been putting with us or putting not, uh, not with us, putting, you know, putting on for us, putting on for us. What what, what Ben Ami is basically trying to say is thank you for your contributions because without you, we legitimately could not, operate this podcast in this day and age what we do with the money are different things like pay for equipment which we've done we actually bought a bunch of cameras so whenever we're in studio you guys will be able to see us we may do some live stuff we've been able to because of that also reboot our twitch account we also use the monies for things like travel to conventions to pay for our writers to pay for people who contribute so if someone comes in and does a video for us now we're able to actually pay them and we've always been a proponent of paying people what they're owed so now that we have the ability to do that that's part of what we do with the funding that you guys have have helped us build so thank you again thank you very much and we're gonna do some more things over at patreon.com slash for all nerds so please please check it out like Tatiana just alluded to as well, twitch.tv slash for all nerds is popping off. Mad people following, mad people have been commenting. Thank you. I was doing some DJing on there earlier today. I'm, you know, working on getting a schedule more often than not, but you know, it's a little tough right now because we're doing a lot of things over here. But you know, if you follow and subscribe over at twitch.tv slash for all nerds, you will get all of that, you know, right in your ear hole, your video hole, you know, all those different holes. <laughs> All of the above. No, 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 hey, no. I mean, I'm just all saying. <laughs> all of them. You know, you get them in all of them when you subscribe. Twitch.tv slash for honor is yikes. Like I said, I mean, we're doing DJing. You know, we might have some live shows coming over there soon. Also, you can catch us, you know, rocking video games, of course. You know, it is Twitch, so we do that. I will merc anyone in Overwatch any day. Here we go. Yeah, about to get some Zelda on very soon. And, uh, you know, some other surprises coming along that way. So, you know, make sure you subscribe. Twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Thank you very much. Thank you so much again to all the patrons, all the fan fam over at patreon.com slash for all nerds. And speaking of bid dollars, mm. you know, and mm, what happens when the bid dollars don't come together? Jesus Christ. Oh. Oof. Um, yeah, Sony and Marvel just can't figure it out. And it appears at the moment, while there's all kind of different things being said, the first word out is usually the truth, you know, and uh, so deadline reported first yeah. that there has there's a there was a standoff in negotiations between Disney and Sony, which basically ended in Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige saying, oh, fuck it. We're done with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And. Everyone, including us, has collectively lost their shit because it's like, one, the fucking MCU is fucking centered around Peter Parker right now. <laughs> so for this to happen, it's just like a full-blown collapse 
of uh, not the entire uh, universe, but a great deal of the universe. Um, and obviously, the, you know, people are like, well, what the fuck is going to happen with Tom Holland? What's supposed to happen with the rest of the stories? Are we going to see things like Sinister Six? What's going on? So while we're <laughs> over here, <laughs> so while we're over here, like lamenting, talking about what the fuck and all this other stuff, another report comes out an hour later on io9 where a sony rep says it's their belief that the dispute is not over what we all thought was money but over producer credit and that negotiations are still ongoing Mm -hmm. so to give you some more context to this in uh previously like when when so when this marvel sony i can't even call it a deal this uh agreement that they had before when they were doing things like you know allowing things like um all these spider-man movie crossovers marvel got like a very small percentage of the profits um and then obviously creative rights to help write it uh, kevin fay he was part of that whole creative production team or he was ahead of that now the what they're trying to do marvel's trying to do a 50 50 co-financing agreement so basically instead of just getting this small percentage like they were getting in the past they're like look we helped y'all establish a dope fucking Spider-Man. We helped y'all really solidify this character and this brand. So now we want half. And Sony said, nah. Nah, B. <laughs> so because of that, it's, it's, it's really just like, we don't know what the hell is going on at this point. We've still been monitoring, even as we're recording, we're monitoring the situation. But right now, it it technically looks like things are still up in the air in terms of things are still being negotiated. It hasn't quite yet been a definitive yet. It's over. Right. But right. But I also feel like to your point that you said, Ben, I mean, the first thing that comes out typically is the what's true. So it's funny that, like they say, the Sony rep came in and said that, like, I think they're trying to save face. Like, oh, it ain't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it ain't over yet. And like further, my thing is, you know, Disney, Marvel has a much less, I don't know who has more stress in this, Sony or, or Marvel. Oh, Marvel has no stress at all in this. None stress, right? Like, if I like, say, for instance, this really is dead in the water. Does like how does this, I will what how does this, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you it's straight up from Marvel but, I will but how does this this can severely disrupt and change the landscape of the MCU at least I, what was planned what was planned but that's already happened once and they you know at least once majorly and then they've adjusted for it like like Spider Man was like icing on the cake at that point because right. he is Marvel's prime character that's the one thing Disney is eventually going to have to buy Sony up you know which. It's even worse for everything in the long I mean, run. Sony Entertainment. Yeah. Sony. Sony's a big, big baby. I mean, so, Sony. I mean, me, Sony is Disney. Sony's a big woman. Okay. Yeah. And in, in the words of Tormund, it's the big woman here. <laughs> it's the big woman here. Well, <laughs> you know, even the big woman fell to a sucker like Jamie at some point. So no. yeah, you know. Mm. But yeah, in the long run, as far, as far as Marvel right now, without buying up anyone and not having the rights to Spider-Man and them, it's pretty much an I will. Because they still have Captain Marvel, you know, billion-dollar franchise. Black Panther, billion-dollar franchise. Eternals, you know, is already planned. Black Widow, to me, is their biggest, like, ooh, what's trying to happen here? You mean Wild you know? Card? Yeah. Yeah, I see But it. at the same time... That fiend, you know, that crack, and, and I know when that trailer drops, it's gonna be like, 
oh, okay, we get it. You know, I want this. You know, it's all that what? talk beforehand. The Black Widow trailer? Oh, yeah, stuff? yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. I promise I'm, st- I'm still you. not I'm, excited, but okay. I know, but I'm putting that money on it because it's Marvel. They're not going to, they know, you know, they know that they know the rep of Scarlet Joe. They know everything else. But besides that, yeah, I don't think it's a big thing. It would mess up their current plans, but you got to remember they have the X Men now. Right. You know? So wait, Scarlet Johansson's not taking over for Groot? Wait, what? <laughs> Remember, she said she could play anything, any person, any tree. I mean, why not? Akia she said then? that shit. Not you me. know? <laughs> yeah. No. But yeah, and uh, yeah, I think Sony really doesn't have much sweat on this either. Like, like I said, uh, I remember when it happened. I told people they hate watch Venom. To you know, this is what happened. Now, Venom, this is what you get. Venom wasn't a bad movie, so. Ooh, I mean, I didn't think it was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't people. amazing, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, that's what I said. And see, this makes it easier for them because now they have complete rights back for Spider Man, and so they can just be like, okay, now Venom, you know, can have Tom Holland in it. Yeah. I don't yeah. care about that. I don't care. Spider Man in the MCU forever. Stop fucking playing with my this emotions. Should be so wild how he, if this happens, like he just vanishes out like, of the MCU. Like what the fuck? Like after you yeah. telling me after all that, after after getting Infinity faded, coming back, doing all this stuff, setting up Mysterio's crazy ass, you gonna tell me y'all gonna pull the plug? Plug. Nah, Poof. bro. But like that story, okay, that's the thing. They still have Andrew Webb, the director. They still have the producer of the first two Spider-Man films on board because she worked for Sony. So, but the sauce, but the sauce was Kevin the and sauce, Marvel. Well, that well, they're they're you know right I mean, now they're saying I mean, the sauce is Tom when Holland. The, when the okay, let's put it this way: prior to the sauce being added, yep. how were how would you rate Spider-Man movies? Then the sauce got added. How would you mm. rate Spider-Man movies? That's mm. that's literally how you. It's literally like you know how they go before Christ, the BC, like oh, before wow. before Marvel. <laughs> that's the line. <laughs> that's the line of delineation you need to express. And that's, again, that's not to say that the classic uh, yes. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies wasn't classics. They was, but okay. It's, yeah. How yeah, many I, times? Like how many times did they reboot that shit? How many times did it not be be like this billion dollar blockbuster? Like come on, bro. This is yeah. this is so Spider Man. Spider Man was Sony's only what second billion dollar movie. This is straight up the Jordan. You know Jordan wins his sixth ring, and the Bulls owners are like, "Okay, we can do it without you." Like what the fuck? So yeah, I I'm not pleased, and like I said, I feel like my emotions are being toyed with. So I'm gonna need somebody to stop playing games. I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Sony to stop acting like they bigger than they are. And you know, and maybe that's why they don't invite us nowhere. But because still half half. Half, my nigga. Guess what? Half. We're responsible for that billion dollars, my nigga. I mean, it, but not, not, no, no. We meaning no. Mar- Marvel. Yes, yeah. I want half. That's yeah, I'm married to you. Half. If I, was, if I was Sony, I'd be like, kiss my ass too. And I'd be like, you played yourself because you made Tom Holland and now we doing it without you. But like, did but did Disney play or Marvel play themselves? I mean, at least as far as like, I mean, they, Sony can say that, you know, because I mean, Sony just is said, like... You said earlier, you said five minutes ago that, that Marvel ain't going to be hurt off this. So. Oh, I mean, of course that. So you know, then but they Sony didn't can play still, themselves. I mean, played themselves and at least given us some of the sauce. And now we can take, you know, the whole recipe back and hopefully recreate it. It might not be as good, nah, but... No, 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 no. I mean, you know, like nah, I said... Nah, nah, I'm tight. No, no, no. I'm not that tight. I think it's interesting. 
And it's also like the fact that Disney owns everything, and I don't need that either. That's also a problem. Well, so, it's too late for that. They they're gonna continue to own everything. It's just gonna get worse. I know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> all right. Um, and some other quick news. I mean, I guess I, I'm. I, What's I, your problem with this? Ben I just did not care immediately. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, yeah, okay. What? Yep. Uh, my man Anthony Cheslinick, a comedian who I definitely love right now. His latest specials on Netflix, just my type of humor. He was like, uh, the new Matrix will be dope if they ignore the events of the last three movies. And this is John Wick four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit was funny on Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they announced that Matrix four is officially a go. Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss are returning for uh, reprising their characters, Neo and Trinity, and Lana Wachowski will be directing, writing, yep. and producing. Just um, one of the Wachowski siblings. Yeah, yep. sisters. So, sisters, yeah. Um, now, like, they've been, they've been, this has been stewing for years, and we, yes. you know, we've heard it for years, but I think now with the, with the popularity, the re, the reintroduction of Keanu Reeves as everyone's favorite Keanu, um, the John Wick series, like the fact that all that has so much clout and mm-hmm. attention now just kind of rekindled the discussion. So it's one hundred percent. Oh, you know it. Yeah, it's one hundred percent going on. And they're gonna they're looking to start production on the Matrix Four, tentatively titled, uh, at the beginning of twenty twenty. Mm. And Oh uh, yeah. But that okay. reminds me, they do I don't know if Lawrence Fishburne is coming back. Yeah, they have not announced that at all. Yeah, and because right now they're saying like they don't know how what they're gonna how they're gonna handle Morpheus. They may like age him down. I don't even know. Oh, so will Michael B. Jordan be playing Morpheus? <laughs> I really would be a. To me, that's corny if that's what you end up as. Like, really, the other black guy, you're going to replace him with a younger <laughs> black guy? Like, first of all, the one was supposed to be black in the beginning, but you know. Yep. And also, I also wonder, like, they say this is going to be a sequel, but remember what happened in in the last Matrix? So Not really. Long story short, Keanu, <laughs> the one, Neo, returned to the source, and he's dead. Or he's he's been reintegrated back. In, I don't know if you call it dead, but he's been reintegrated back into the program of the Matrix, and it reset itself. And right now, the machines and the humans are in peacetime. So um, it, it reset yeah. itself, but it's not. But the it's same. not the same, right? So, okay. So that's why I'm like, I, does that mean Neo comes back? They also different. Yeah, or... they, made a, they they made the claim that this piece wouldn't last either. Though I remember right. Well, we know that they machines. Yeah. We know that. But so that's so so for the story. The story premise aside, I'm just trying to figure out where is Neo and Trinity gonna pop back into place on this. And Michael B. Jordan. Because and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, you know, you know, some somebody young is going to be in this movie. There's no way they're just gonna roll with Keanu, Carrie Ann. No shots. You right. know, I love. I actually love to see the both of them are coming back. That actually was the only thing that made me slightly interested. And also because the Wachowskis are dope ass directors, so I want to see what they're doing right now. You know, like what right. type of style they bring, and you know what if they can. But at the same time, like I say, I was so highly disappointed. Like now, beyond. The techn—I mean, beyond the spiritual stuff, which I'll get to—the technical part of like Matrix Two and Three. Well, no, the fucking car chase is insane. I will never, ever, ever have anything bad to say about that part. So, from a directorial, cinematic, and technical perspective, you think the Matrix? Well, obviously, it's a—it's legendary. It achieved yes greatness beyond belief. Yes, from that perspective. Yes. However, go ahead. However, and also no, but 
that's really the first one in the car chase. And then I think the I don't get the third one. You know, I get that it's supposed to be like a, a homage to like homage to um old war movies and stuff. But I just like I've seen old war movies and I don't want to see it in a Matrix film. That's it was goofy. But it's about a war. Yeah, I know, but just all it's, the whole like the little kid, you know, in his tannin shooting, you know, just like, all the tropes <laughs> and stuff that he did was like so goofy. You said to little me. kid. Oh, you mean the kid? Well, yeah, the you kid. know that tied into the Animatrix. That tied into I know, and I like the, the Animatrix. Series. I like the Animatrix a lot better, much more than I like Part Two and Three. But um, like I've talked about this on the show before, how Grant Morrison and others have pointed out that the original Matrix is definitely liberally samples or steals from Grant Morrison's trauma book, The Invisibles. But Grant Morrison also pointed out that his big problem wasn't the fact that they stole from him, but the fact that they really didn't seem to have much to say after the first one, because once they finished robbing him, they, you know, had nothing for the two and three. And that instead of going from an Eastern mindset of like the original, even Star Wars, where anyone can be great, you know, the forces and all, it just is something that anyone can draw upon. Mm-hmm. They went to this whole idea of, you know, Neo's the one, he's Jesus, a very Western mindset, you know, a Judeo-Christian mindset of Neo just being the one, he's Jesus, he can save us all, he sacrifices himself, he does the fucking Jesus pose, you know, <laughs> as he does. Like, it's, and it's so goofy to me. That is, like, so ridiculous because in the original, it's this idea that any of us you know, can achieve this state and can escape the matrix and, you know, become great and have superpower and all this stuff. And then it becomes, no, he's the one who will save us all. Cause that's where I thought they were going in two and three. Like I thought Neo would be showing other people how to fly and all that shit. Instead, they're just waiting for Neo to come in and fly and save them. Like, yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the, like the Jesus allegory and all that other stuff. It, it went left. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, it went left. Super. It still doesn't erase the impact that it's had on culture, that it had on cinema. Like it's no. still there. Yes. Again, I have. I'm. Ex- I don't care about you. I'm excited for the Matrix. Okay, that's my. Sh- yeah. That's one of my shits. No, it's one of my. Like I'm saying, but, it's one of my shits. Like when the first one came out, I was because it was so mind blowing. Like I remember, I think uh, my man, uh, who's the uh, damn, I can't remember. He's an author at IO9, and he wrote this article about how when the first trailer dropped. It didn't tell you shit. Mm-hmm. It was like even a line in the movie, you know, what is the Matrix? You have to see it. And it was like, we were all like, what the fuck is this? That was before when they were giving away whole ass movies. Yeah. And, and you were like, what? And it was like those, you know, quick iconic shots. Like, I think they show you one shot of Neo dodging bullets, but it's like nothing in context where you don't know anything that what it means. And then you go into the movie and it starts off as this one thing, you know, with this ill ass, you know, action sequence and then you're like whoa and then it cuts to neo is this you know regular dude and he's at work and then these motherfuckers come in and remove his mouth and then (laughs) it just turns into you know and it's this movie and that's what i'm saying that's like one of my favorites ever don't get it twisted like and then the animatrix dropped and i was like watching all those and then fiending for two and then it's like oh this car chase is crazy Oh, I don't know about all this Agent Smith fight, and this is kind of like whatever. You know, it's interesting the first I time. I see how the only thing you keep remembering is the car chase. No, no, <laughs> like I'm gonna get to matters. it. <laughs> and then it gets to the Keymaster and my man telling a tale of blah blah. Like it was too much it, exposition. Way too much. And in the long run, when I rewatched that scene, there's a lot of dope things being said, and the whole concepts 
are there, but then it keeps leaning on this Jesus idea, and that's just, yeah, that doesn't get me at all. No. Nah. So, okay. but as far as the red thing, you know, and they've got these people, um, Alexander Hemon and David Mitchell writing. I don't know what they've done, but I saw people commenting that they're heavy hitters. They really haven't written strips, I think. They're more like novelists or something, but they're really great writers. So, this could be something ill, you know? Look, Lana's involved, so I, I trust it. Yep. I, just, again, I'm just like, what the fuck is Neon Trini supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, is it, yeah. it going to be more like a cameo and then we keep it moving or what? Mm, I could see that, you know? Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break right here, and we will be right back with more For All Nerds show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I'm not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast, and when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com, and when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching For All Nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to For All of Us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Homes, don't forget Watson the Homes, award winner of Watson the Homes, Glyph Award, Eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School. And when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon. And when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to Four All Nerds. Welcome back to the For All Nerds Show. Thank you, as always, for subscribing on all them different platforms out there, from Spotify to iTunes to SoundCloud, everywhere. YouTube is popping, as always. Twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. Also popping, popping, and popping. And let me just say this on the show as well. If you're on Twitch, you know, .tv, watching me do anything, please hit us in the chat. There's, like, this one thing we need. We need, like, three people chatting at once right now. Mm-hmm. And I cannot manage to get three people chatting at once. It's like, <laughs> well, no, we, br- we need we need three viewers at once. No, are we way past that. Oh, we way past no, that. No, the, oh. the thing keeps saying like one and a half. No, people. three, three active. No, no. Lately, it's been popping. The other day when me and Joe were going in, we had like twenty people in there once. Right. Well, it's a- been popping. It has to average. Yeah, it has to. A- oh, we also need to average three, but that that, that's, that, that's literally that's, the only thing we need. No, we also need three people chatting at once. That that's that's what? another step. Yeah, it's another. I'm gonna step. show you the metrics. It's literally only one that does not have green on it. I know, but I'm looking ahead to the future. The next <laughs> level. 
I'm already, smart. I'm already on my smart. next level. Yeah, and I need three people chatting at once. So say what up. You know, I'll talk to you back in the chat. Please say what up. We're just, you know, experimenting over there at Twitch. I know we're not the big dogs just yet. But, you know, I was on Overwatch the other night, and somebody was like, these two women, actually. Both of them, you know, we were playing Overwatch randomly, and they were both like, you've got a great voice. Really? Sh- yeah. And, and Oh, you was on mic? Oh, you mean... Wait, yeah, you was on mic for Overwatch? Yeah, we were, play- we were playing competitive. Oh. And so, I, and so I, um, yeah, and so I'd be on mic, you know, when I'm playing competitive. And so, um... Yeah, and I would recognize your smooth jazz and R&B voice. Yeah, but the funniest thing is, instead of being like, "Oh yeah, you know, I do the show for all nerds, etc." I was, I just got mad quiet for the rest of the match. That I was all, <laughs> yeah. Nice, that's yeah. the, not the way you do it. But okay. Yeah, but the, you know, that's how Ben Amin does it, folks. You know, hilarious. Yeah. Um. So yes, please subscribe twitch.tv slash for all nerds. Shout outs to Spawn on me. I was actually watching their show on Twitch the other day. It's very dope, very well produced. Shout outs to them. I'm definitely going to take some pointers from them because they joint is shining over there. My boys spawn on me, my peoples. Make sure you're following them as well because they're doing big, big things that we got to get involved with. Really, we got to do more things with them because it's going down over there. I like what they're doing. Shout outs. Yes. But, you know, for all nerds are doing big things as well. Don't ever forget about that. I mean, I just mentioned all those different platforms that are popping off right now. Never so, forget it. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't do it. Don't 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 do it. And you know, never forget one of my favorite segments with a lot of late questions today. Thank you to all the listeners who got in their questions just in time for the guac is extra. The frequently asked questions. The guac is extra where we answer any and all questions from our listeners. And if you're over at patreon.com slash for all nerds, you can get a question in anything, anything you want to ask. Anything is possible over at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Mm-hmm. And please do so. You know, patrons, patreons, patrons. It's free oh. for you. Yes, yeah, free for you. It's a free for all duck. That's an old school Houston reference that only like two people listening to the show will I'll get. I'll say because I don't get it. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. You know, it's for them. All right. And what's the first question tonight? First question comes from Dre Goody. They write, hey, for all nerds fam, what video game character could you see yourself dating? Oh, wow. This is going to get bad. And what video game character do you think would make a good roommate for you? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I want to say Luigi would be a good roommate because he's very clean. Nice. Uh, he always has like the little gadgets to, to keep shit at bay. So, you know, he got his, <laughs> <My> <laughs> you man know, with the dri- mansion, you know, the mansion, he got the vacuum cleaner. Any, any <laughs> random turtles that roll in. Right, right, right. He can definitely jump on them. He's used to being number two. So he's not going to try to steal my shine. Uh, wow. <laughs> Um, I got to worry about him, like, you know, leaving the toilet seat up or check your own videos. Right. Or telling me I can't right, tell me I can't come in my own apartment because he got somebody. They got company or some shit like that. Um, I just feel like Luigi would have some sense. Uh, and also he probably, he, he, you know, he got he got a car. He got that go kart. So we always will have some transportation. Side note. Can we talk about how Jay-Z told Mace to check your own videos? You'll always be number two. I, I mean, never knew that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's so ruthless. Um, okay, but who would you date? That's hard because all these video game characters got some fucking problems. But 
Let me come back to that. Have you, you ever had a crush on? All right, let me start with roommate because I don't. Yeah, I've, okay. I got to think about the dating one as well. So you think about that, and I'll okay. start with roommate. Luigi okay. is a great choice. I'll always be number two. <laughs> um, Luigi gonna come through with the death stare, like what you? Talking? Yeah, oh, that's the only problem, though, son. Like, like imagine you know, like you ain't cleaned up, and he walks in, and just gives you the stare. Wow. <laughs> nah, that's a problem. You that know. Might be, that yeah. might be a yeah. Uh, Luigi also has been killed and come back to life. He got issues, dog. But, but don't he, don't but, get it twisted. But he's still a good roommate, I think. I think because he'll cook and clean and do all that other stuff, and there won't be no problems. Um, but dating, you know, this is probably a big mistake. In fact, I know it's a mistake. <laughs> but I was gonna say Sephiroth because he's hot as fuck. But from from Final from Final Fantasy Seven. But okay. um, it's Sephiroth, and he doesn't yep. give a fuck about humanity. So <laughs> I, he definitely probably wouldn't give a fuck about me, but he's hot. Mm. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone who I know is not going to, like, kill me in my sleep or mm. try to, you know, loot my bank account. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Damn. Who would you, I, who would you have as roommate? You, you didn't say also say Yeah, I was going to say Solid Snake. What? But- <laughs> Yeah, because he's building up the base. You know, my my place is getting lit, dog. He's putting all kind of weapons up in here. You know, building it out, turning this whole crib into a military operation. I'm down with that. You are? You're down with your house being like, you know, a a foxhound HQ? Like, hell no. But the only problem is that shit gets raided, and Solid Snake seems to have no care for people of color. So, yeah, like, because they get murked off in horrible ways. And even though I enjoyed shooting kids with rubber bullets, I had to think that this is... There's something going on here. Um, yeah, yeah. I, did you play the latest one when you were shooting the little African kids with rubber bullets? Oh my god! Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that happened no. in Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoyed it. I, I can't lie. I mean, it was coming at you. You had to do something about them little kids, you know. You know who I also would date? I would date Bayonetta because mm. she's so, she, she's just fine as hell. And then yeah. we could we could also share outfits. And guns and all that other stuff. I just think I just have a lot of fun with her. And we wouldn't give a fuck about nobody. We would I would go with Diva, but Diva's like too young, right? So, what, um. Uh, Diva from uh, Overwatch? Yep. Yeah, she's young. She's, she's, like, she's like 16. Yeah, her. Yeah, ugh, Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd have her as a roommate. We could ride video games together. Okay. And that that hope, works. That works. And then that way she wouldn't get, like. I'm always thinking, like, because I was thinking, like, Chun Li as a roommate or dating, right? But then dudes just don't roll up and I'm going to be the dude standing in the background while they fight, you know? I'm going to be the dude standing there making the one animation. Like, it's just random fights. No <laughs> yeah, matter where, where you wherever go. Wherever I go. Like, I date Chun-Li and or, it's just or a y'all walking, y'all walking down 34th Street and then she suddenly runs over to, like, the old Honda Civic and starts beating the shit out of it. <laughs> and you got to do this. This happens every weekend. It's like, Chun. Chun-Li. And I'm just standing there doing one animation in the background. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you you doing the uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog foot tap? Yep. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so there's my answer: Chun Li and Solid Snake, both both terrible. Yeah, but you know I'm going for it because it's Chun Li for one, and yeah, you know yeah. I'll deal with those problems. You know, I also I also really fucked with Falco Heavy Falco from uh, Star uh, Star excuse me Star Fox. I almost said Star Wars, but Falco mm. from Star Fox. I'm Which one's he? The fox? No, no, that's he's Falco. He's a falcon. Oh wow! He's course. the bird. Yeah, he's the mean one. He's the mean one. Okay, so, nice. but he's but he's the dopest too to me. 
So maybe, maybe you know he would he might be up there, but it's also a bird. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come back to this when. But Chun Li definitely Chun Li's the easy. You know, that's like every nerd is gonna say that. So that's yeah. Okay. I think yeah. We'll come back to that. We're gonna yep. go to the next question. All right. The next one comes from Picture Me Rolling. What up? They write. If this Spider-Man deal doesn't get worked out and we have no choice but to watch Sony's new Spider-Man movie, would you prefer they make an attempt at continuing where Far From Home left off or just scrap it all and give us a live-action Miles Morales Spider-Man movie? You got no chance of the latter happening, is what I'm saying. Damn, really, man? Scrap it all? This shit just made a billion. No, you said the latter. The latter is a live-action Yeah, but uh, they also said scrap it all. That part, no. A live action Miles. Okay, first of all, they've are they're doing uh, Lord and Miller are doing a whole Spider Verse TV series, like of multiple shows. You know, like a Spider Verse on TV, on some on a network not determined yet. So that's already coming in one way or the other. You know, I'm guarantee you there's going to be a live action Miles Morales. Just like they're already working on Into the Spider Verse too. So that's already coming. Right. And are they gonna bring um? You damn right. You don't even know what I'm about to say. <laughs> yes, I did. Are they going to bring Tom Holland into the Spider-Verse no, 2? I was going to yes. ask. I was going to ask in terms of Miles Morales, the live action joint, if they do that, you think they're going to bring back Donald Glover as as the Prowler? Because they actually set they actually set up uh. Donald Glover as the Prowler in which movie? The I forgot which one, but they in which Spider-Man movie? the first one in Homecoming. Right, but they set him up as that. So, yes. I wonder. I mean, why not? And then, you know, but uh it's, I mean, compared to the Into the Spider-Verse, you know, version of the Prowler, yeah, Donald Glover got a lot yeah. to live up to. But I could see Donald, like, you know, putting on, maybe, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I just don't see them strapping far from home. I think right. they will continue on. They won't, they won't need the Scrolls or Nick Fury basically anymore. You know, they'll just go on with whatever other plans and do with the whole story of him, you know, being identified by the public and... Right. It hurts, but, but yeah. But that's what you think is going to happen, but what would you prefer? I'd prefer them to get back with the MCU. Okay. Yeah. And, and as far as what I but, prefer them strap, <laughs> oh, making a, um, I don't But, like, but, but what would you prefer if, like, the MCU deal is kaput, completely? Yeah, I'm not pressed for a, um, Miles Morales live action movie at this point. I really want Into the Spider-Verse Part 2. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah, that, I'm more press for it in a live action Miles Morales movie and I really don't I get why people want it but Into the Spider-Verse is just so fucking good dog every day I learn something more today they were talking about how the rest of the characters are filmed at 24 frames per second and in the beginning Miles is filmed at 12 frames per second so he's clunkier and slower and then as he gets into the thing he gradually speeds up in frames until he's 24 frames per second like the rest of them. Yes, and I'm like, holy shit, that's amazing. I'm, amazing. Obviously, that's not something you would notice right away, but that's... Like, when you learn about this, there's thousands of Easter eggs and, yes. and, and really thoughtful flourishes and touches yes. within into this, which is why I, I just think it's the best Spider-Man movie ever made. I do, too. And it's just, like, another one, like, how all the different people from each Spider-Verse are done in their own animated style. Yes. Like, it's just simple things like that. And then there's so many deep things like the whole frames per second that, no, I didn't notice that. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. So, yeah, I'm not really 
caring for a live action because I don't think it's trying to compare at this point. Like, let them run their course with the Spider-Verse, you know? I want to see what these Spider-Verse TV shows are about and all that. And then we'll, you know, but I I want that to really be dope first before we get to live action Miles Morales and really make that dope. You know, let Peter have his moment. Keep doing it with Tom Holland if you're going to do it. You know, crossover with Venom, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then eventually bring in a Miles, you know, and then all that. Because you're going to have to kill Tom Holland to bring in Miles, really. If you really want to do it right, you know, at this point. I don't if- think anybody would be wise in killing Tom Holland. No. <laughs> I mean, in, in the sense of his character. So yeah, not at all. I think that would be immediate backlash. Yeah. Immediate, unavoidable backlash. Yeah, so that's what I mean. And to do Miles Morales per the history of him is that Spider-Man, the one he's influenced by, dies. So unless he comes from another alternate universe, unless they go that route. They they can because yeah. that's how they intro in, uh, into the Spider-Verse in the venom movie they just expressed that all of these movies technically are all within different universes yep. they all exist co- co- concurrently so yeah and and know. that yeah so i'd like to see that i'd like to see tom holland coming to into the spider-verse and then maybe at the end of it tom holland grabs him and they fall out into the real world wow well Damn, I just gave you away a great one. Wishful, yeah. wishful thinking. Um, I mean, this, yep. <laughs> this next question is is basically similar. It comes from David. David writes, thank you guys. Your show is the highlight of my week. Oh, thank you. Patreon.com slash for all nerds. <laughs> David writes. <laughs> thank uh, you. Uh, oh, his AKAs. Regular chef, AKA the Grand Maester sh- Chef in light of. The- okay. In light of the awful news of Disney... Wait, wait, hold on. Regular Chef, a.k.a. AKA. The Grand Maester Chef. Okay. In light of the awful news of Disney and Sony... (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, David. (laughs) Not being able to agree on a new deal for future Spider-Man films, do you think cooler heads will prevail and they will go back to the negotiation table or will Disney go Godfather and make them an offer they can't refuse? Do you think they're going to give Sony a shit ton of money for the film rights... And everything that everything Spider Man that Sony owns. First of all, Sony if Sony's <laughs> acting like this now, yeah, they will take that shit to their grave. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, they fuck. they ra- that's how fucked they're like, you know when someone goes against their 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 own self interest? Yep. Out of whether it's pettiness or out of spite or whatever the case may be. Sony will never let that shit go up. I, I agree with Ben I mean when he says I think the only way that would happen is if Disney purchased Sony Entertainment outright, Sony films rather outright, then yes. I don't think doesn't matter what kind of money you're talking about, because my thing is, if you're talking about these movies, a movie that made a billion dollars, right? And Sony would not fuck with a 50 50 deal. What makes you think any other more anything else would give them license to say yes? Like, I just think it's for them. It's not even about the money. It's the principle. Well, it is about the money. It's a lot about the money. It's a lot about the money. But it's it's also, but I also feel like it's also the principle because I just don't see them giving the shit up. No, it's the principle. It's about the money. It's about a lot of things. And that's what I was saying earlier. You know, Spider-Man made a billion dollars. I think Venom made close, if not a billion, right? I think so. Venom made no damn billion. Venom. Okay. Well, Venom made a lot. Check the numbers. It's made a lot. I know. Let's check the the numbers. If I'm not mistaken, it was in the threes. Yeah. 856.1 million. Oof, you know what I mean? So what do we need you for, really, at this point? Yeah. Like, we made a pretty terrible Spider-Man movie with Venom. Or, I mean, an okay movie. 
I won't say terrible. I actually enjoyed it. A lot of people hated on that movie. What, Venom? You know? Yeah, a lot of people hated it. It wasn't even a Spider-Man movie. Sp- Peter Parker don't, wasn't even in that movie. Yeah, and we still made 854. And now we got Tom Holland popping fresh off of Billy. You know? So we know we put out another one of those. At the very least, we get an 850. Probably get a billion. Do we want to split it with Marvel? But so if what? you know it means... because Once again... Y'all wasn't even y'all wasn't even in the in the conversation until Marvel. Now we are because now we are, of, because of Marvel. <laughs> yes, but. and so y'all saying, "Oh, we got the we got the keys now. We good." Look, really? it didn't, like I say, it didn't work out for the Bulls, but we'll see what happens here. Okay. Yeah, it's been tight. Shout out Chicago. Oof, man, y'all 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 took L's after that. Like it ain't never been right. Um, I'm going to go back to that first question about... That'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I, man, yeah. this going to be interesting, yeah. Because I, I think they'll pull it off, at least for one or two more movies. And people are short-sighted. That's the thing. Like, movie producers and big dogs at, like, studios, you know, like, all they're caring about is living out through their time there at the studio. You know, like, the head of Sony right now is worried about making all the money he can while he's the head of Sony. Because then he retires and gets a big bonus. You know, hundreds of millions of dollars type shit. And then whatever happens after that, psh, ain't on me, bro. I'm going to go back to the first <laughs> question real quick for you. What video game character would you see yourself? Uh, would you say roommate? Is that the one you couldn't figure out? Yeah. No, roommate, I went with Solid Snake. Okay, dating. Because you, you can't choose Shen Li. Uh, I can't? Okay. Um, Go to the next question. I still got to come back. <laughs> I, yeah. Okay, the next question is the last question. Yep. Comes from L. Alaria. They write, in 2014, John Green said, books belong to their readers. Applying this to all works of creativity, from huge studios to small creators, from literature and art to music, film, and beyond, do you agree with this statement? Are audiences and fans justified in feeling a sort of ownership over a thing, a right to demand changes and insist on aspects or should or does ownership only really lie with the creator? And then as a bonus question, what responsibility, if any, do creators have towards their audience? Mm. This is actually a very thoughtful question. Very. Really, thank you for sharing that. Yes. It's complicated. It's, it is. It's super complicated. When I think ownership, I think, uh, at least in this day and age, I think a lot of times people feel that ownership means they have a right to, and from and j- usually that is what it means. You have a right to dictate how it's used, how it's created, how it's changed or not changed, et cetera, et cetera. In the case of when you're looking at things from a kind of in a vacuum like that, when it comes to creative works, I don't believe that's the right way to go. I don't think ownership is the correct word or even way of thinking about it simply because you as a fan, you I, I don't think you own that. You own the the spirit of it. You own the engagement that comes along with it. Uh, you own the the attention and the love that you give to it. You you may even own the the ideas and the dreams and you, obviously your dreams, but you you own the creativity and the imagination that's sparked within you because of these stories because mm-hmm. whether it's a book art music whatever they can whatever it may be and and a lot of times these things inspire you to create new art however in ways that's a little bit disrespectful to the actual creator mm. because 
and I think we talked about this before with things like Game of Thrones, like, while I think it's important to have a responsibility as a creator to your audience, and, and we, as foreign nerds, we're creatives, we have a responsibility towards our audience. At the same time, how do I put this? Um, you wasn't with me shooting in the gym? Like... I think there, 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 there's several levels of, of where ownership, like that word ownership, the way I, I defined it, where it stops. Mm-hmm. Because there's a point, there's a point where, yes, as an as a audience, because I'm catering to you and I want to make things for you and I want to make things for your consumption or your enjoyment. Yes, there is a level of ownership there. But then after that, it's like, but this character, this story, this idea came from my mind. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times... For a lot of creators, these these characters or stories or ideas are from their heart. Mm-hmm. That's with them within their soul. So I don't like the the thought of someone owning a piece of your soul. Mm-mm. So if you and again, this is my interpretation of that question. If you if you bring it in that way, that's that's how I feel about it. Well, I mean, that pretty much said it. Everything I would have to say, and I think that. Damn, I mean, there's really not much I can add to that. <laughs> No, honestly, because I, I feel that's pretty much it. Like, I feel that you own the reaction you get to it. I feel like you own the emotional memories. But, like, you brought up Game of Thrones, and I've always brought up, like, things I lost because I felt like I went through that thing that everyone went through with Game of Thrones already with loss because loss is one of those things when I even – I think I saw it on, like, the second or third season, and it wasn't huge, huge yet. You know, and then as it kept growing, it kept going. And then when it was rolling towards the end, it was like the biggest numbers ever for the show. And then it, you know, the whole last season to me is a hot mess. But I enjoy the characters. I enjoyed the journey so much. I didn't give a shit. You know, I was Mm. already so invested. To this day, Lost is one of my favorite shows of all time. The last episode, I really, I've only seen it once. Because I didn't really enjoy it like I enjoyed everything else where I watched it two, three times. But one of these days, I'll watch it again. And some of the, like, the constant, you know, is one of the episodes of Lost. And it's probably, it's in my top five of TV shows of all time, of episodes. You know, it's just that good. Right. So, yeah, that doesn't, you know, but I wouldn't tell them, yo, I wish you'd done this. Because of their well, story. Well, also, you know, that th- there's nuance in that, too. Because, for example, let's think about things like Riri, Riri Williams. Remember when her cover first came out and she was mm. drawn much more, I guess, mature than she should Egregiously. have? Egregiously. Egregiously. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, even still, and that's what I mean by nuance, like, using my, using everything I had just said, I wouldn't want anyone to say they have ownership over it, but the audience does have a right to, uh, uh, in this case, they said demand change because that's exactly what happened. Remember, mm-hmm. we all and, and let me say all a great deal of us demanded a change with the way review was approached. But we have we had and 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 a lot of people can argue whether or not it's logical reasoning. But we had logical reasoning of why we wanted that to change. She represents a young black girl. She is a young black girl. Black girls are constantly over-sexualized, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you, so certain changes in the context of society, in the context of race, in the context of politics, yeah, those changes are going to pop up. And I actually don't blame the audiences and also me myself as, a, as an audience member. I, I will stand there and be like, oh, I need something to change. Am I going to create a petition about it? No, but... 
am I am I do may I vocalize if I find some like fire a, ass tweets about yeah, it? Yeah, if I find yeah. some tweets about it, probably. Am I going to at the creator if they do some egregious shit? Probably. Oh. Probably. I ain't gonna lie. If you do some egregious fucked up shit, I'm going to at you. I never added the creators of Confederate, but I definitely have a tweet that is still up there in the thousands that I I've had to mute because you know. <laughs> The responses were, I mean, actually, absolutely hilarious. If you follow me at DJ Ben, I mean, it's still out there. And I didn't even say anything. I just said something about how we don't need a show called Confederate because, you know, we've already, we are living in a time when slavery didn't end. Right. So I don't need to, you know, see a show about that. And that was one of those things, like the same thing where, but I don't feel like that was ownership as much as people just expressing their opinion. And you can always express your opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when you feel entitled that your opinion should change someone's mind, like if they'd gone ahead with Confederate, I would have expressed my opinion by not watching it, you know? And that's how I feel, you know, if you don't like something in a book or, or a TV show or whatever, don't watch it. Find something else to watch, you know, because that's really the best way to, you know, express your opinion. Like, yo, I don't want to watch this. You know, like, like I said, if Confederate had gone on with it, I would have just stopped talking about it and ignored it. Because and, yeah, and, and I guess you could apply that across the board with creative ventures, right? Like, yep. If there's a book, art, or music, then don't consume it, don't buy it. But my thing is, what if when you fall into that nuance of something that's egregiously wrong, or or racist, or all this other stuff? Like, is it you? You're trying to get enough people to silence it, I guess. What well, if see, yeah. it becomes popular? I, I well, that's on that. But I feel like the only thing that really becomes popular is really there's something special about it. You know, like especially in a world like TV, like let's say something like we, we talked about it before, Underground, when it first dropped, oh, me and you both were both like, Eah! and even after we talked to the people and you know all the creators, and I was like, oh, these are nice people and everything. I was still like, whatever. Right, we and, still wasn't feeling that. We was like, we'll see. And then even when I watched the first time I watched it, I was like, yo, they got hip hop in this. This is kind of weird. But then I was like, yo, something about it. Let me keep watching the next episode and the next episode. And I'm like, oh, this shit fire. You yeah, know, in the story. Upset again. Underground was that bitch. Oh, my yeah, God. And, and that's the thing. So it's like, <sighs> even that I was late to Lost was the same thing because Lost. I remember when they announced it, I was like, what is this survivor bullshit? You know, I'm not watching <laughs> this like another survivor. Oh, my God. And then somebody was like, nah, be no, I don't think somebody told me I caught a random episode one day. And I was like, yo, this is ill. What the hell is going on with this, you know? And then that was it. And I was hooked. So that's what I mean. It's like, I don't, it does you know, that's how I'd rather, especially nowadays, I just wouldn't, you know, even, I don't care how egregious people are. There's always a stupid motherfucker out there, you know? Some motherfuckers always, shout out to Wesley, some motherfuckers always trying to um, ice straight uphill. Like, <laughs> You know, every day. So it's like, I don't have time to call out idiots because there's another idiot being born every day and I'll spend my whole life calling out idiots. I'd rather, like I always say, just focus on things that I love, that are dope, promote them, and don't worry about the rest of it. That shit will fall by the wayside either way. All right. Yeah. Um, do you have an answer for that first one? Nah, B. I, <laughs> the, the, the problem is that I was thinking like there, there's so little people of color and women of color in prominent video games that I've rocked, you know, and women in general. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I, I mean, would I go, had to end up picking a, a, a bird, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like, oof, yeah, right? Oh, God. 
I know there's a shorty who I liked in Destiny. There's a black shorty, but she's like real, you know, it's Destiny. So all kind of wild shit's going on in nah, that. Nah, bro. Yeah, I ain't dealing with all that, you know. She gonna die pop- and come back to life every yeah, five minutes. Mo- she gonna yeah. respawn every five minutes? Like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm and people good. are constantly getting shot in that. That's the same thing with Overwatch, you know? Even like someone like Anna, you know, give me a nice older woman, you know, nah. <laughs> you know, it's nothing but problems there too. She always getting blasted at, you know? This is, yeah. Uh, Shit. Okay. Yeah. No, it's tight. I'm like I said, I'm going with Chun Li in my one animation move, you know, standing <laughs> in the background. You know. Well, thank you everybody for this week's Squawk question. If you would like to ask us any pop or geek culture questions or even questions that about relationships or what to name your babies or anything of that sort. Anything that that's in that line, which is everything. We always go back to this. Like, we're determined to name we're, somebody's baby. Because we can't lose. We cannot. <laughs> Anyways, if uh, if you have a question for us, hit us up. Uh, contact at 4allnerds.com if you have a longer question or you want a little bit of privacy. Otherwise, you can hit us up on the interwebs on our socials at 4allnerds. Just uh, write us in the timeline through the hashtag walk. G-U, or what, G-Q-A-C? No, I, know we, I know we use G-U-A-C, too. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. Just hit us up. Tell us. Equally asked questions yeah. if you want to have a long-ass hashtag that's too long. Whatever. Hit us yeah. up. Let us know. It's a guac question. And then uh, we may read it on air. Yeah, and actually, we're going to definitely post that one on Instagram, our Instagram, at For All Nerds, about who would you date, because I can't wait to hear y'all answers. Oh, I this, have, yeah. I'm sorry. Before we get out of this particular uh, segment, Chico has a guac. Oh, wow. The Chico Leo shared this guac with me a couple weeks back, and I, I never got to talk about it, but this is okay. for you, Ben. I mean, oh, here we go. If you eat the tail of a mermaid, are you eating fish or participating in cannibalism? I thought you were going to say another <laughs> word that started with C. <laughs> Um, you know. No, this is the question from Chico Leo, y'all. Look, when you say eat the tail of a mermaid, that's that right away. Look, I'm, you know, we got some <laughs> kids listening, but, you know, there's another word we see out there. No, I'm the gonna... tail, sir. Just come, calm down and just answer I the mean, question. I mean, that's the tail, you know. Are you, you know. Are, you, are you eating fish or are you eating, are you participating? Are in you food? eating, um, fish, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> you have, you are so immature. <laughs> but yet, so right. Shout out to Daryl Hannah. Um, <laughs> s- splash, baby. Ooh, oh yeah. my god, that, that was an influential movie. You're never gonna answer this question. Um, now well, uh, I, I'm not a mermaid, so it's not. Cannibalism. Are you eating seafood or are you participating in seafood? Cannibalism? Because pa- a mermaid like, is half human, half fish. Yeah, it's some. Oh, true. That's why he true. asked the question. But I, I don't see. I don't. I don't consider them half human. I consider them some weird other race. You know, they're. I mean, so do you consider centaur centaurs some weird other race? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can we have sex with them and you know have a baby? Yeah, you can. Somebody can smash a, a centaur and out comes what? I don't know, my nigga. I ain't, never, ain't no centaurs in New York. I don't know. Facts. Um, <laughs> yeah, I and I, I, I mean, I. And see, and what do you call it? She turned into a woman and, you know, straight up. She just grew legs, you know. Who? And, and other parts. Daryl Hannah. And, oh, you talk about uh, Splash. Splash, because that's how they had sex. Like, they've never had, I mean, I don't know, the Shape of Water type style where it's Ew, just like. Ew, no. Uh, hey. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Once you said Shape of Water, I was out. Yep. I was see. Done. 
I mean, I was done from the beginning of the Chico <laughs> question, but, you know, yeah. Anyways, um, like I said, that's our geekly ass question. Yeah. Shout out to up. Chico Leo. Shout out Chico with your weird ass question. I definitely did Daryl Hannah over um, Chun-Li. Okay. Splash. I mean, I don't know if there was a video game. Daryl's not a video game, but okay. I'm sure she's been in one at some point, right? There had to be. A, there was never a Kill Bill video game. Yeah, that would have been ill. Wow. That would have been ill, right? Like a Kill Bill video game. I believe it. Yeah, that's damn. That's a missed opportunity there. All right, and on <laughs> to our. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, no, for real, I'm not joking. Like, that's I know. A, yeah, I that's know. like that would be a fire ass video game. Like, if done right, you could really and you could do it ill. You know, there could be a different like. Like, each segment could be a whole different type of game, you know, like, where it's, like, stealth segments plus fighting segments. You know, you can do you can do some ill shit with that. All right. All right. Produce that joint. Then I'm nah, I'm good. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino got enough money already and enough dumb shit to say, and he'd probably have me say, you know, it'd be a bunch of people getting called, you know, a certain word. The yeah. word. Yes. With a hard R. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And moving on to something not so racist is our favorite segment. Not so, you know, but still comic Sometimes books. it is. Sometimes it is. Comic Psychopt. Yeah, I kind of went out at the end there. So that's Comics <laughs> I Copped, you know, hashtag. Shout out to John Oliver. Hashtag Comics I Copped. Use that, you know, where we talk about all our comics that we're buying, reading, Anything old, new, doesn't matter. You know, just let me know. Hashtag comics I copped. Thank you for everyone who keeps using that hashtag and adding me at DJ Ben. I mean, at For All Nerds. That means the world to me. Like I say, everything else, the Patreon, patreon.com slash For All Nerds is definitely dope. Thank you to everyone out there. You know, that means everything. But seeing people really using that comics I copped is so wild. Because I remember when it was originally, I came up with it. And I, I think the first person I said it to was Matt Raz. And he was like, nah, that's dope. And I was like, really? That's so corny. Like, comics I copped. You know? But now, it's comics I copped. There ain't nothing corny about that. That's fire. It's no, it's fire. It's Jump Street. No, I know. I get it. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize. But alliteration is always fire. Comics I copped. Fire. Use that hashtag. Check out what other people are reading through that hashtag. All you got to do is go to any social media. Type in comics I copped. C-O-P-P-E-D. And you'll see what people are reading. And what I'm reading this week, as every week lately, is the House of X, Powers of Ten, two series in one series. That's Same. Been going on. Yes, Tatiana's now hooked. Uh, me and Joe Illich actually did a special on House of X, Powers of X, the first four issues so far. So if you're up on them, you can go check out twitch.tv slash for all nerds and check video. That's right. Video of me and Joe Illich sitting there talking about these two books that are absolutely amazing. Shout out to the XavierFiles.com. Really dope site. If you're reading these books, check out their annotations of them because they're mm. so fire. Yes. Yeah, I, I've been that. That's my other crack. It's like the book drops on Wednesday and then Friday, I'm on the XavierFiles.com. I can't front. I love annotations of comic books. I don't really want to do one myself because I'm lazy, but, um. Oh, I see you and Joe Illich on the, on the Twitch. On, on the, the Twitch. I see I have the split screen. This on official. split screens, official. Both of us, you get all of the reaction, all the face, everything. You see the four all nerds logo in the corner. It's going down. Yeah. 
House of X and Powers of X is that book. End of story. Like, I was one of those ones before, even though I love Jonathan Hitman, the author of the books, I love him. Anything he's done to me has pretty much been fire. I can't lie. The only thing I didn't like about him is East of West, but mad people love that. Like, it's the greatest thing ever, so I'm not going to diss it. I just didn't feel it. It wasn't, you know, my cup of tea. But people think it's amazing, so mm-hmm. I'm a Black Monday Murders book. That's one of his other books that I just, I think is, that's my, might be my favorite thing by him. Black Monday Murders, go check it out. There's two trades out so far. There'll be a third one. Art by this dude, Tom Coker. It's incredible. And if you're loving all the graphs and all the data pages and all that stuff that you see in the Edsman books right now, Mm -hmm. that's all through Black Monday Murders. All of it. And like we talked about on the Twitch show, there's a lot of motifs and stuff that Hitman uses throughout his books. Like, people in white and black usually signify death. So when we see Magneto in this white and black, it's, you know, kind of weird. Not people who've read a lot of Hitman books. So there's stuff like that. And you'll see that in um, the Black Monday Murders as well as in his Avengers book. So definitely check those out. But yeah, I'm not going to say much. People said I spoiled too much before. These books are incredible. The latest one, Powers of X, you know, it keeps the story moving. But it doesn't really, it's not like a mind-blowing book like house of x right. number two like yeah. i think house of x number two is up there in my top 10 of the year already like it's wow. gonna be somewhere in there yeah top 10 single issues also die number three is in there die number three is one of my favorite issues of all time and house of x number two is going down like that it it's one of those books like it's one of those issues that's just mind-blowing and just changed the way i think about x-men in general you know which is so crazy i just I the dude's you. doing yeah, dude's doing fire shit, and that's all I can say. Also, because this man's been doing such fire shit, I've been sleeping on Immortal Holt by Al Ewing. I finally read the late, latest two issues, and I mean, my man is just doing magic, yo. Like Al Ewing is a beast, and as great reviews and love as Immortal Hulk has been getting, I still feel like not enough people are reading this book, and it's insane because it is doing like. I mean, the numbers are, you know, good enough where it's on issue 40, I think, already. And they're doing, you know, it's solid. It's not, you know, it's not letting up. But I've seen, like, some of the back issues going for big dollars because they were low print runs and people weren't buying them. And now it's, you know, turning into this hype machine. And it's just well worth it every issue. Like I say, it's like reading the Hulk, but a horror story centered around the Hulk. And if you're a longtime Hulk fan... It's just one of the best reads because it has so many references to oh, old stuff. Yeah, I heard about this. It's insane, Tatiana. Like, I'm not joking. Like, Immortal Hulk is just, it's so creepy. You know, it will F you up. It's very creepy. Like, it's Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side type level, flipping the Hulk onto some horror shit, but also examining the psychology of the Hulk. Uh, if anyone's ever read the old Peter David run, which is like my favorite run of the Hulk, where he explored the psychology a lot. He, Peter David is the one who created the Professor Hulk, the modern version of the Grey Hulk, the futuristic Hulk who's far in the future is like ruling the world. Uh, what's his name? The Monarch. I can't remember. I think it's the Monarch, something like that. All these different versions of the Hulk. And Al Ewing is now taking all those different versions and stuff and flipping them even more. Like, just showing Bruce Banner and, all, and the Hulk in all these different ways. And then it's also introduced... Well, I think Peter David already created it. The Devil Hulk. Like, this very evil version of the Hulk. Okay. 
And Al Ewing is bringing that as like the main Hulk in this book. This is gonna be nuts. It is nuts. It's all no. It's not gonna be. It's already nuts. It's, going it's on to like be. yeah. It's already on like the for fourth me, trade. For me, for yeah. me, when I start reading, <laughs> when yeah, I start for, reading, it's gonna be nuts. No, it is, and I'm not lying to you. It's dark. It's one of the darkest, most creepy books I've ever read as a comic. Because I've never been that one who read a lot of horror comics. You know, here and there, I'd read certain stuff. But this shit is like it's like a Twilight Zone thing every episode, and every time I think, oh, it can't get any creepier than that. Wrong, <laughs> you know, wrong. Like what they did with the abomination and Rick Jones, it ain't right. That's all I, you know. That's all I will say about that. That that was not right at all. Like, Lord have mercy, that was not right. So yeah, that's it this week. You know, pretty short. Immortal Hulk, go check that out. Um, House of X, Powers of X by uh, Jonathan Hitman. Immortal Hulk by Al Ewing. And I also finally started going back. I, I'd read them before, but I got the trades finally of Black Bolt by Saladin Ahmed. Yes. Friend of the show. And it's incredible. Two trades featuring Black Bolt of the Inhumans with art by, I want to say it's Christian Ward. Uh, I hope I got that right. But the art's so silly. And it's just these two trades telling a really dope story. Definitely check that out. Uh, Black Bolt by Saladin Ahmed. Two trades, very dope. And also, one last one, Silver Surfer Black by, god damn, I cannot remember the name of the author, but the art is by my man Trad Moore. It's insane. Like, for the art alone, like, you have to check this book out. Like, Trad Moore is one of those fire, 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 what's the art? Uh, author is by, ain't that Corey? No, Donnie Cates. Yeah, Donnie Cates is the author, Silver Surfer Black. So fire, yo. Just look at it for the art alone. Like, the art is so dope. The story's ill. It's Silver Surfer in space doing some ill shit, but that art, y'all. Silly. Nice. Alright. And that is it for comics I cop this week. Let me know what you're copping, what you're reading. Old, new, anything, doesn't matter. Just use that hashtag, comics I copped. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hit me up at DJ Ben. I mean, hit us up at For All Nerds always, and we'll talk about, you know, whatever y'all reading, whatever's going down. And, yeah, we know a little bit more to talk about. Been some, you know, a lot of TV going on. It's, you know, it's in the summer. Sad, I mean, yeah. sad face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, Euphoria ended for this season, but you know. Oof. Euphoria was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, you know, dark as hell. Dark as hell. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, um, and also scary at times, but in a, yes. in a very good and educating type of way. That last episode was tension boy yeah man. I, I that one i had to pause at a certain point like yo i can't take it right now like this shit you know it's too much going on right now yeah man but a lot of shows have premiered during the summertime and is having large followings like mm -hmm. you got um lashawn thomas's cannon busters finally came through on the anime if you guys know if you guys have uh, been longtime followers of us you know we've been supporting that since the beginning when they were getting the comic out to the masses the comics been out and now it's finally been turned into the netflix anime series and it's out for everybody's consumption from what I'm, i haven't watched it yet but from what i'm hearing i hear good marks across the board so me too i'm, I'm really excited getting and, and check that out especially as an anime head yeah um, go ahead. i've been checking um young justice that's why i yeah. haven't got the cannon busters because i've been checking young justice i've been late on that i I watched the first half of the season, but they've been dropping new episodes now, mm. and I was so late on that, so I had to go through all them, and I think I'm like two episodes behind, 
but I've been really enjoying that. It's really dope. I feel like if you wait on it and like I did, like binge a few at a time because each episode's only 20 minutes and it, I feel like each one could use, some of them could use some more meat on their bones. Okay. I have, some. To, I have to start because like I'm, I'm so bogged down in stuff that we got to watch. Yep. Yeah. Mean, there's Wu Assassins, uh, mm-hmm. stars, a uh, friend of the show, Louis Tan, um, that's actually very popular as well. Um, I know I see a lot of engagement on the timeline with that. Lewis is, in fact, tonight, as we're recording, Lewis is doing a live tweet of the season, uh, excuse me, episode three. Um, have you watched Lewis as yet? No, I haven't, but I, I know that you've watched some of it. <laughs> yeah. And oh, well. Here, here's the thing. Um, okay. gonna have to watch a little bit more of it because I watched the first episode and I'll, I'll say the good first. The fighting is great. Yep. The fighting is dope. I, I think the the choreography and all of that is is up to par and it's only gonna get better from here. I know. Everybody's professional as hell on this show. I'm happy. You got people from the raid and all sorts of shit on this. So and, and Lewis and everybody else who's a stuntman. Like you got everybody in this bitch. So fighting's A plus. The story, or at least the first episode, I mean, not the whole story, but the first episode. Um it was a little lacking for me. I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this. It was a little lacking for me in terms of making sense. And when I say make sense, I mean, this show deals with mysticism and magic and all sorts of stuff. And and and, and yeah, th- that's not quote unquote realistic and that's fine. But it kind of feels like, at least again, with this first episode, that the story is just an ends of a means to get to the fighting. Now, mm. whether that changes as we go forward remains to be seen, and and I, I will update when I start uh, continue the rest of the show. But it just felt like okay, this is just an excuse to get to some fighting, um, because the dialogue was was not that great for me, um, and the CGI was awful. Again, this was just the very first episode, but I'm intrigued enough that I want to continue and see where this leads. And there's no way that so many people can be hyping this up and it doesn't have some fire to it. So I'm going to keep going. Mm, all right. All right. Yeah, because I, I haven't had a chance. I've heard the fighting. I saw Lewis Tan posting some video online and it looked very dope. So I saw that. But yeah. I, I, I like, And I like him. I think, again, yep. this is very limited because it's only episode one. But from the episode one, I fucks with his character, period. Okay. So let's see how that changes that go along. I will report back the next yes. time we speak about this. Um, there was also, a, yeah, also there was a Black Lady sketch show yep. in the summertime. Have you watched it? I've watched two episodes. Um, episodes or skits? No, whole episodes. Whole episodes. Whole episodes. Okay. I watched two. I watched the first two episodes. I think the third one's out now. Uh, fourth one drops this Friday. I think. I think it's like that every Friday night. How many skits on each episode? Because I've only I've only seen all the skits separately. Well, what's interesting, one thing about it that was interesting is that some of the skits, I can't remember what do they prefer. Is it sketches or skits? I can never remember. Sketches, skits. Isn't it interchangeable or not? No, no, no. Comedians have a very strict rule about which one it is. Um, okay. Yeah, and I can't remember which one it is. But anyway, whatever they're doing, it's the sketches or skits, they seem to um continue. Like, 
through each episode. Like there's on each episode, I would say there's like maybe four or five, maybe six. Some are short, you know, some are longer, but two of them so far, at least through actually now three. Now I noticed today adding on a commercial for the new one. Uh, they continue through the episodes. Like it's not like something like the Chappelle show where you do the black Klansmen and then never do that again. Right. Okay. So, and I have a definition here. A skit is a single dramatized joke or a bit yep. while a sketch is a comedic exploration of a concept character or situation. Ah, okay. The, so yeah, that's still, that's still that's very still vague. vague. <laughs> yeah. Kind of vague on what the difference is. Well, I guess, I guess if they say a skit is just one joke, whereas a sketch is maybe longer. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, these sketches then, these sketches continue throughout. Like, yeah, it's called a sketch have, comedy show, so sketch. Yeah. So they have one about uh, these black women who gathered together for the end of the world. And that has continued throughout the show so far, at least through the first two. And then they have another one about these, uh, about this, uh, which I actually love the concept is black women who can't be seen because people just ignore her. You know, so yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. So that one was actually kind of cute at points. Yeah. But I did not find it very like where I haven't rushed to watch the third episode. Yeah, I've not I've not rushed to watch the third episode. And it it disappointed me, honestly, because I went into it very much hoping for, you know, some dope shit because black women doing a stretch show. That's dope. You know, that needs to be out there. So I was I want to support it because of that. And I'm, I'm going to watch the third episode and right. I'm going to finish it out. But I did not find it that funny at all. And not only was the writing kind of clunky, I'm not like I love Robin Thede. I think she's dope. I love uh, Quinta in, you know, Quinta her Brunson. little yeah, and yeah, her stits on. I guess those are stits, you know, her stits on YouTube or whatever and on Insta and everything. But. The other woman is the woman from Luke Cage. I've never seen her do comedy Gabrielle before. Dennis. Yeah, she, she has done stand-up before. I mean, oh, she, wow. Yeah, okay. she, she actually has a whole history of stand-up. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. So, okay, that's good to know. But I, I, I wasn't blown away by it at all. And you were asking me, we were talking about this earlier, you know, does is a show only as good as it's writing? Right. Now, is that what you're asking? I mean... Yeah, I mean, so I did ask that question. I said, is... Because yep. is, we were talking about the Black Lady Sketch Show. I yep. The word sketch is in the title. But we were talking about that and, and agreeing upon that, you know, even though I... Like, I've seen maybe seven sketches, um, but I haven't seen it in the format of the show itself. So, you that know... You've seen it in the format. They're just sketches. There's right. no... It, there's well, no, like... Well, I'm sure I'm missing one or... reason. I'm yeah. missing one or two because I've seen these online. I haven't gone yeah. on HBO. But... Yeah. Um, you know, out of everything I've seen, like, one... Only one for me was, like, laugh out loud funny and the rest were just, like, okay. And, and, and you made the... You made the comment of cute. Some of the stuff was cute, but I wasn't... I didn't really find it that funny. No. Now... I did come, I did question or send a question to you about, you know, is a show only as good as its writers? But at the same time, thinking that, I'm like, well, considering, especially for this show and at other shows, Wu Assassins and, and everything else included, like when it's the first time out, like you have to give them a chance to establish themselves, right? And then, or, or do you think everything needs the chance to establish itself? I, I feel like. Generally speaking, especially when it comes to things that are led by people of color and 
especially things that are led by black women, you have to give it a chance to to get itself stable in the in the ecosystem of TV or, or movies or whatever the hell it is. Like, I think you need to give it a chance. Um, mm. And perhaps that the writers may level up because you've been able to give them a chance because they've been able to continue to, as you had told me, write out the bad stuff until you mm-hmm. get to the really good stuff. Uh, and it takes time. Yes. But... The problem with that is, like we were talking about before, in the history of set shows, things like In Living Color, Key and Peele, Saturday Night Live, Mad TV, uh, I'm sure I'm leaving out some other ones, but they always at least started, oh, Dave Chappelle, right? Did I mention that? They said it, yeah. Okay, they all start good, you know, at the very least. And very good in most cases, because... Comedy is hard. You know, comedy is more than just the writing. It's also the performance. You know, it's your comedic timing. It's very difficult to be great at it. And while I will keep giving this a chance, it's going to be tough for a lot of people to keep giving stuff like this a chance because there's so much things out there. But I also feel like we give, or when I say we, I just mean that collectively as, you know, the business of TV or or even society. We give the dumb shit passes all the time we get stuff by by white creators passes all the time so by, by, why would like we not name, do the name same? A, name a name what's something you feel like we've given a pass to what's his name i mean when i say we i don't mean me personally no i know yeah just landon's son who john landon's son landis sorry landis's son oh um yeah that's strong bag um People have given him multiple... Now, whether or not people like him is another story, but people have given him multiple passes. People watched Bright and enjoyed it. And that that bugs me out. I I even gave that bullshit a try. I actually gave him a view and I I couldn't finish that shit. That shit was I didn't. I hated it, but... Yeah, nah, fuck all that. But yeah, I saw people, you know, hitting me up. Oh, what are you talking about? Bright was great. So, you know, that's what I mean. Yeah, I feel you there. And I gave that a pass. I gave that 30 minutes. I've given Black Lady Stead Show at least an hour so far. So I will continue on this path. There's only six episodes. Right. So, you know, hopefully they get a second season and keep it growing. Because like I say, we need more of this type of stuff. But then at the same time, when you have shows like Random Acts of Flyness is, you know, like some next level shit. You know, where it, where it bugged me out. I had bad dreams off of some of that shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like not even... I don't know what you call that show. That's some old Nest level shit, but it won tons of awards and it's created by black people and it has black women and all kind of... It's one of the blackest things I've ever seen in my life. You know, on some real black, like, you know, to explore what it means to be black and African and, you know, to feel your history in a show and, you know, just in... Yeah, like... Well, that shit fucked me up, you know? That's what I'm saying. There's that, and then, wow, this is this is cute, you know? And I hope it gets better, but when you have something like that on the air at the same time, you know, you got to come out the gate. Like, like, like we talk about black women. Um, listen, Scandal, I never watched, but I know it's incredible. Um, I watched How to Get Away with Murder, the very Scan- first episode. But see, Scandal was, Scandal jumped a shark, like, the last Yeah, two, but when seasons. it jumped out, like, okay, How to Get Away with Murder. I didn't watch it, but I watched that first episode. 
I was like, this ain't for me, but this is incredible. How, how to Get Away More has been incredible. This is the yeah. last season, but it's been it's been incredible. Yeah, and that's what I mean. I watched the first episode. I was like, this is not for me, but I knew it was fire, and I knew it would blow the fuck up after that. You know, I'm going to watch some own... That's that Shondaland stuff, man. Yeah, I'm going to watch some own Misfits new show where she's the judge. Not my Rise. style. You know, Rise. Rise yeah. yeah, shout out to Rise. Not really my style show, but I'm damn sure going to watch that to give my girl some support. And... I, I already know that show's gonna blow the fuck up. I think that's like Simone Missed's like role of a lifetime for her, even more than Misty Knight, you know, because I know Simone personally and a judge, someone who's streaming on you, that's her. <laughs> like, that is so perfect. Yeah, all, all rises are showing. Her husband's in it too. Nice. Dorian. Shout out to Dorian. He got a new movie that just dropped as well, too. I think an independent movie that he's really hype about right now. Oh, They're yeah. doing big things. Dor- Shout out to the Missed's doing big things right now. And Dorian out there DJing as well and killing it too. Shout out to him. He's a dope ass DJ. I didn't know he was DJ now. Hell yeah, yeah. Dope ass DJ. I know he plays house, a lot of other shit. We we chill. I think we we never got to rot together in Cali, but we definitely been in spots together. But yeah, definitely a dope ass DJ. Shout out to him. Dorian Missick. Shout out to Simone Missick. Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna keep going with the Black Lady Stealth show, but the first two episodes definitely hurt my feelings. I'm not even going, you know. And sorry if I I feel like I made it up that Dorian was in it because they're always together. Okay, but, but he he was he was definitely at the premiere. He'll have to do it, you know. After He'll seeing that episode up. of what do you call it? Of he Luke was in Luke Cage. Yeah, yeah, with those two together, I, you know, producers have to know now. Okay, these two they're gotta a package be the, deal. Yeah, you're gonna have to at least give him a guest role on All Rise. It's right. a you know what I mean? It's a episodic show. Like, he's gonna have to show up at some point. Like, somebody on there. Somebody gotta do it. Somebody gotta do it. All right. Yeah, so that's it for our summer preview, review, you know, I guess. Weeboo. Whatever. Yeah, review of <laughs> shows coming out. I, if we missing anything, let us know. I know Preacher is out there. I know Legion just came to an end, and people... um. I haven't heard what people thought of the very finale, but that show was ill as fuck. I fell off it, and I catch an episode here and there, and it was always like, yo, they are doing some wild stuff on this show. Like, you know, directing, acting, everything. That, that's a, you know, I might have to go back and rewatch and like, or actually watch the, what, last two seasons? Yeah, because I fell off, so I might have to do that one of these days. Uh, Raising Dion is coming out on Netflix on October 4th. Yeah. We covered that. We, we, we actually spoke with the creator of the original short uh, a few years back. Like we've been, I've, well, I've been following that for the longest. And oh then, yeah. Since day one. Yeah. And then Michael B. Jordan picked that up with his production company and he's also going to star in the series as well. So people are kind of upset that. about the trailer because it featured a lighter skin woman than yep. they had in the original trailer. Yep. And I, I peeped, I peeped game and yeah. I actually went back to the original and Again, I gotta wait until the f- we see everything on the Netflix version. Yep. But the original looked better. Than, Ooh, you know, wow. just looks. But I said look. When I say look, I don't mean acting or anything like that. I'm just talking about the way it looked. Yeah. Um, vis- that- visuals only. But I don't know. Like I said, let's let's wait until we get some more detail. Yeah, that that is. I'm definitely waiting on that one. But. I feel y'all out there right away. You know, I feel y'all. There's no no denying that right away. You know, I'm not. I didn't even peep the new trailer yet. I was just away for the show to drop, but I see what y'all saying, and we already know how that goes down. But once again, I'm gonna wait, give this my chance because I've been following this since the beginning as well, and I'm definitely interested in seeing it. You know, the concept is dope as fuck, and it's black women with superpowers, and just like Fast Color is uh, gone to series now. 
which I can't wait to see as well. So, you know, we're getting, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there, but, you know, slowly but surely. Cool. So, as usual, make sure you're subscribed to us on all platforms, everywhere you get your podcasts, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, and a million other places. Stitcher, everywhere, 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 everywhere. Make sure, as Ben Ami said, that you, if you can donate, please sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash for all nerds. Like I mentioned, the Patreon is how we operate. This is how we get creatives on our team and how we're able to pay them. And always make sure that you are following us on the interwebs at for all nerds. And if you ever want to email us about anything, you have a question, you want to show us or send us your new book, whatever you're working on, you want to invite us to an, uh, an event, whatever, hit us up, contact at for all nerds.com. Fan pros, fan pros.